Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. So it's good to be back on the podcast today. It's been a couple of months, I think, for me, and I've I've been on the run. This is Paige here. I've been on the run around the world and back, I feel like, in the past couple of months. Um, I know Jesse mentioned an episode that I'd traveled to Uganda and so literally did go around the world. And I feel like the preparation for that was extensive and expansive. So I've, I've kind of, even today, I'm sure it will come up in different parts of our conversation, been in a, a global space and a global mindset, but it feels good to come face to face with Jesse today and to talk about with her the things that the Lord is teaching us in this season. And I invite you to be part of our conversation. And And if if you're listening in, we'd love to hear feedback from you. We always share these on our, our social media post when they go live. And so let us know what the Lord's teaching you in this season, or if we say anything that you have a question about, um, let us know so that we can can clarify. But also, if you hear some cute background noises, Sage is here, and she that's Jesse's little girl. She is almost a year old, Jesse. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, she's 11 months old. Yes. And so anything could happen here, folks, but this is real women's ministry, babies in laps, babies holding microphones. And so we'll see, see how it goes, baby. That's right. You're trying to talk. I heard you. Um, but at the last Entourage Gathering, which you can see on the Facebook page if you missed it, we had a panel of, of ladies that just shared this very thing. What is the Lord teaching you in this season? And the value in that is what we find in, in the book of Proverbs, where it talks about ironing, iron sharpening iron. And so as we come together, um, bearing the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God over our lives, both the written text in our Bibles and, and that rhema word that He's speaking then we're kind of chiseling out and sharpening each other's swords. And that's what this conversation is going to do for both of us. And it's prayerfully what it's going to do for you. So Jesse, what is the Lord? What is one of the things that the Lord is teaching you or speaking to you in this season? Oh, my goodness. Well, Sage has the mic with me, so this may be very interesting. Um, I would say just this morning when Paige came to my house so we could do this podcast, I would say that the first thing that I told Paige coming in was that the Lord is just um, jealous of my heart and where I place things. So specifically at Chispa Garden, all the beautiful flowers uh, blooming and coming together where we cut the flowers and give them away, all the pretty vases that women are actually donating and then uh, that's that's one thing that I've realized that I actually idolize that I have to be careful to not put it above the Lord in my heart that I just love it it brings me a lot of joy and I feel um, sometimes that the Lord has to compete for my love for that garden over my love for him and then there's a couple other, uh, places in my heart like that. One is my family. This is my first baby that Sage, she's in my lap right now. 
Um, because yeah, women's ministry, that's where babies are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and sometimes she's first in my heart and my husband, Jed, I, the Lord has told me I have to be very careful to not put them first, not to idolize them. And mm -hmm. then thirdly, this one's a little silly, but if you know me in college, I love tea. I love hot tea. I love afternoon tea parties. I love scones and breads and tea. It's I just love everything about it. The china, and I have a china case, and we were making tea this morning, and that's just another thing that I could idolize over loving God and actually loving others that I share it with. So um, it just reminded me of, honestly, Abraham, who's about to be the father of nations. He's yeah. about to have this. He has the seed Isaac at this point, and the Lord says, sacrifice him on the altar. And he had to wrestle with the Lord and trust him enough to know that ultimately it was for his good and God's glory. And yeah. that the Lord sent a sacrifice, but Isaac was not on, on the idol in his heart anymore. And and I just have come to a place in my life where the Lord just says, uh, be careful not to put anything in place of me on your heart in order to move forward. So really simple, but that's what he's told me very recently. That's good. And I think that's something that we all need to be reminded of. I had a friend, and I may have shared this on a podcast before, but um, I had a, a coffee mug that said, J Jesus plus, I'm trying to think, oh, all I need is like Jesus in my coffee or something oh, yeah. like that. And she <laughs> meant it in the like most loving way, but she's like, you know, like, that's like an idol when you when you choose to do that. And I thought, oh my goodness, no, my coffee, my coffee helps me hear from from Jesus. But she, the point that she was making was like anything that we would value so much as as Him, it does kind of enter into this idol territory. And so I think that I'm glad that you said this, Jesse, um, because I definitely feel this in all facets of my life. I think sometimes we can deceive, be deceived in thinking, oh, we surrendered ABC to the Lord. So that's surrendered. It's taken care of. Mm -hmm. But I think a life of surrender is constant, and you see that that pull and that tug. And so in in ministry, and even in a in our like my just natural walk with the Lord, which kind of comes out of the over ministry comes out of the overflow of that. Oh, she's so she's kind of. <laughs> There she goes. She got the headphones. Life is good for a minute. <laughs> but there will be seasons where the Lord's speaking so much, and I'm hearing so much, and I love those seasons of revelation. And then there will be times where I, I don't hear as much from the Lord, and 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 I think, man, Lord, I don't I don't have anything to say right now because what are you what are you speaking? And and there's a tendency to to kind of want to self-preserve in that moment. And so from a ministry perspective, what I usually do to, to kind of put things on the altar is try to find someone else that I can sow into and elevate them. Like the Lord's speaking to them, let's let them minister um, and let's just totally take away my capacity for that moment so that I don't make even what I get to do for the Lord uh, that He allows me in this season to partner with Him and doing that. I don't make it an idol. Mm -hmm. So I literally just take away the whole opportunity of it, um, whether that's teaching one month, whether that's podcasting, whatever that looks like, that's one way that I do that. If I feel that tendency to like preserve something mm -hmm. that the Lord's given me, which is different than 
stewarding it, then I just, I put the temptation to death in that way. And I do the opposite of preservation. I give away the opportunity or whatever that I would be doing. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's so good. And I think that that fine line of wisdom is kind of hard to navigate sometimes in the sense of God allowing us to remember him and preserve him and his good work. So moving forward, we know to trust him more. Uh, I love in the one of the latest podcasts with Bill Johnson, how he talked about uh, faith comes at a cost, that mm. feeding the 5,000, um, the Lord showed them what they could do with very little and how he yeah. could multiply it. And then feeding uh, the mat, was it 4,000 the next time? 3,000, 4,000. Don't make me feel. I'm really, I'm really. It's early. It's early in the morning. Oh, sorry. It's not that early so in the morning. So the next time they feed fib. the thousands, uh, the Lord. We'll call it the other large feeding. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, Bill Johnson said it comes at a cost that the second time he asked the disciples, do you not uh, know that it doesn't matter what you don't have? It matters about trusting me. Yeah. Um, And so I just bring that up in the sense of, remember in order to trust and have faith in him, him in the future, but don't remember to create this idol or this um, tradition, I guess, that that stops his miracle working in the future. Or that how you said, I like how you said the word preserve whenever okay. the Holy Spirit is a wind, it says, and it goes wherever it blows and you can't actually tame it and so I feel like yeah. do not quench the spirit that's good how it says um so when you say preserve I love that sense of remember him in order to trust him more but do not preserve him in order to quench the spirit um this is a way far side note um about preservation <laughs> but fine. the Lord gave me an, an example one time in my mind about like a jar of fruit preserves like jelly um, in fact, my husband ate some um, preserves this morning. Oh, this sounds really fancy. And he's like, Paige, where'd you get these from? And honestly, they were like a freebie on a, on a flight that I took. And mm-hmm. I, I brought it home. And then I was feeling really fancy until I told him that I'd taken them off of the, the flight. But they were strawberry preserves. And the bottom line is this, that you take fruit and you preserve it. And yeah, you have a use of it for a limited period of time. But if you took the same fruit and you planted it into the ground... It, the capacity for it to continue to reproduce is just phenomenal. So the Lord is so gracious that in life, when we bear much fruit, we have this opportunity that, yeah, there is some good that can come from preserving, but when we're called to eternal life and the life that keeps um, perpetually reproducing, it has to come from that element of surrender of going in the ground. So ladies, when you think about what these precious things are in your life, whether that's family, um, whether that's ministry, or a physical possession, there's a way that we can sow everything, not literally bury it into the ground, but we can serve with it. We can can do something with it in the name of the Lord that that puts it on a ground of reproduction instead of just preserving. So think about your life. Do I want to be like a jar of preserves or do I want to be like a vineyard or an orchard? Because awesome. really it's the same thing at the end of the day, but one continues to reproduce and one just gets used until you're done with it. And one is out of abundance and one is out of the fear of scarcity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on, on the In the same passage, um, one of the passages that you're talking about with the, the crowd feedings, it says that um, Jesus asks Philip a question, um, like, 
basically, I'm paraphrasing, these people are hungry. Like, are we going to feed them? And it says that Jesus asks Philip this to test him. And I think it's really important how you view this passage. A lot of people will say the Lord doesn't test you. That's not true. The Lord doesn't tempt you. And so there is a time that the Lord tests you. The Lord knew what was about to happen. They were going to feed the crowd. And the Lord knew how it was going to happen. He was testing Philip to grow his faith. He was testing him into success, testing him into to victory. And what and and the example that Jesse had mentioned was about um when when they were feeding this large crowd was to approach it not with scarcity but with with abundance. And so in general, I think for me in this season it's been a testing and training season, and that's not and doesn't always feel very pleasant. And I, I've asked the Lord why about a lot of things, and some of those I'll talk about at some point on the podcast, not today. But I loved something that I heard um, Jonathan, David, Melissa Helser say. Jesse and I are kind of podcast junkies, if you yes, can't tell. Yes, we love podcasts. Yeah, I can only listen in like five-minute increments at a time because I, all, I have three kids, too, and my yeah, I just can't listen very much at, at one time, but I love um, listening to Jonathan David, Melissa Helser's podcast. And they said, don't ask God why, not because it's wrong um, to ask why, because I don't think God minds that. But more often, ask God, what is it that you're wanting to do right now with this? Because a lot of times this side of heaven, we won't have an answer to the why question. Sometimes that grace is there, but often the Lord is bringing about His purposes of eternal life in our everyday comings and goings. So it's like, what do you want to do with this? So I think about Philip when the Lord's like, like, Philip, how are we going to feed all these people? Or whatever the question was, he could have said like, why are you asking me this, Lord? But, or he could have said, what do you want to do about, like, what do you want to do about this? And I just, I think that's relevant no matter where we are in life. And just knowing that when you are in a testing situation, tempting is about failure. Testing is about strengthening. And mm. so just draw that distinction. The the father of lies is the author of one. And then God is the author uh, of one. And so I just, I, I feel like it's important to really note the difference in testing and in, in temptation. The Lord is never going to put something in your path to make you stumble, but he is going to test you to strengthen and condition your heart to be more like his and your mindset more like his. And so I feel like I am like in the school of hard knocks for for this right now and that the Lord is constantly bringing me into situations that are testing my faith to bring about a strength, to bring about a foundation oh, in yes. them. So that's one of the things the Lord's working with me on right now, kind of segue from first part of our convo. Well, and and absolutely this morning I heard the Lord say as I wake up and I have to make the choice to wake up and be happy about it because uh baby wake, wakes up early whenever she goes to bed at night. I'm usually up later to do some things that I can't do with <laughs> with her around and um the Lord told me do not grow weary in doing good this yeah. morning. And so I looked up the passage in Galatians 6 and yeah. and the second part of that is there's a time for to reap what you sow when you don't grow weary in that. And um, I have found myself this season growing weary and doing good. Like there is this um, high and low. There's just these yes. high and lows. And, and I feel like I'm in a more restful point right now 
in, in the Lord waking me up this morning to tell me not to grow weary because I'm rested at the moment. Yeah. And he's, he's being gracious to me to tell me, well, it's coming again. <laughs> it's coming again. You'll, your capacity to serve will grow again, yeah. even greater yes. in, in your daily time with me. And you're abiding with me. Like John 15 says, uh, you, you have to one, simplify your life. Like I was saying, do not mm-hmm. idolize anything in this world. Yeah. Put me first. Yeah. And two, abide in me so that you don't grow weary. Yeah, that's so good. We we say with an entourage at different times, hold on tight to Jesus and loose to everything else. Oh, and yeah. I think we've talked about positions, but I think plans would be a good thing like for us to all constantly put on the altar of surrender. Like sometimes it's almost easier to, I don't easier is not a great word, but it's almost more, um, it's a more tangible experience to have a, something physical that you're like, okay, I'm able to surrender this to my, um, my whatever to the Lord, my, um, affinity for ABC, my affection for ABC, like whether that's, um, your coffee or your Netflix binge or whatever. Um, but I think when we are surrendering our plans to the Lord, that's actually even more challenging some, sometimes because, that's getting to the really um, things that we don't even under, understand that are are deep, deep in, in the heart. And so, yeah, hold on tight to Jesus and loose to everything else. Sage agrees. Sage agrees. I love that. I love holding tight to that and loose to everything else. Uh, I was talking to Pastor Sierra this week, and she took me to a passage in First Timothy about not worrying about being young, yeah. But to uh, remember, or about your youth, yeah, yeah. But know the strength that the Lord has given you, yeah. And all the things He's called you to do, yeah. and one of them was the public speaking of the word, yeah. And um, just as the Lord has been very gentle to me, I have this amazing book that a friend Tiffany Newton gave me. And it's the Bible, a kid's Bible, but it's bilingual. It's in Spanish and English. And if you don't know this, my major is Span- was Spanish in college. So Spanish is very near and dear to my heart. So the Lord has really helped me clear my mind in a simplified life saying, um, read the Bible publicly to your daughter every morning. And so we read a story every morning, and then we read it in Spanish. So, um, Yeah. I don't know what that faith looks like, but it is a seed being sown every day. And in my abiding and in letting go of what I don't need, what I do need is that. And what Sage needs is that. During camp, yes, tell us, Sage. uh, We went to, my husband and I led worship at a local camp called Camp Bond, and it's in North Tishomingo. And Trey Hedrick, who is the BCM director here at a local college, he was speaking and he said that a professor who was not even a believer, he was agnostic at his seminary school, but he was a historian. So just awesome man, very knowledgeable. He said, if you believe that the God of the universe that created everything wrote a book, why don't you read it? And and so just that simple coming back to breaking down my pride. I've been there, done that. Yeah. Read that, 
uh, quenching the spirit once again. Yeah. Um, the Lord humbled me with a kid's book, and now I read it every day with my daughter. Yes, that's so good. And the, the verse that Jesse's talking about is 1 Timothy 4.12. And this is, I don't know what um, translation yeah. they looked at. This is NIV. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. And um, I just, what I want to know about that, um, there's, a, there's a five-fold ministry that's talked about in a different epistle, but actually these are five different things than those five kind of offices of the church. And, um, and I think that sometimes we get caught up in what it looks like to be, um, to be a witness for Christ. And here it gives us five ways that we can set an example. One is in speech, and that's what Jesse was talking about, in speaking the word over over her daughter every day. One is is in in conduct, just how we interact with other people. One is in love, one is in faith, and one is in purity. And and I just think that's a profound thought um, that I would challenge us all with today. How how are we setting an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. An example does not have to be set from a podcast or platform. And an example is set for the believers, meaning anyone that is around you that has come to Christ. And certainly we want to be, we want to be a testimony to people to come to Christ. But there's at a time that we set an example for other believers about how to walk and grow in maturity. And that's just five ways to do it. So if you're feeling like Jesse was talking about feeling weary and doing good, sometimes I think the weight of that too can be comparison. And because we're looking at like, oh, that person's doing so much good and that person's doing so much good. And I'm just feeling like a little wonky this season. We all have want, we all have wonky seasons, yeah. but just come back to this. I'm called to set an example, and I've got these the five ways that I can set an example in conduct, in speech, in love, in faith, and in purity. And I just think that's a important thought to to ponder. Yeah, um, I have a question about that. And just as you're refining your life right now, Paige, I feel like the Lord has called both of us in a sense to be refined and to rise up. And what I love about getting to work closely with you in ministry is seeing how the Lord is catapulting you into that. But th- there has to be massive like shifts and cuts in your life that I I don't even, can't even fathom. Uh, Paige and I have actually um, kind of touched base a little less lately mm-hmm. because of just the ways the Lord has put us with the garden on one end and then you and Uganda and just different shifts. So um, I'm just wondering how, however you want to go into it, I would love to know a little bit of depth of the Lord saying no to this and go to this. Yeah. No and go. That's so, I love that language. Um, That is an everyday thing. And (laughs) And, um, yeah, I feel the heat of the refinement fire right now without question every day. So when I say it's okay to have a wonky season, I'm in a wonky season. It feels very hot. Well, it's summer. So in Oklahoma, it does feel very hot. But um, it... I feel that constant strength. (laughs) It's producing a strength in the same way that something would be forged over a fire, Mm -hmm. but it is not necessarily a pleasant um, everyday process. Mm -hmm. But Jesse, as I think about that, I think um, I just talk, I think about how the word says that all of, 
all of your children will be taught of the Lord. These are these are prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. And it also says that they will be led forth in peace. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that the most simple, you talked about staying humble, not letting pride get into like, oh, I've read this, I've, d- I've been there, I've done that. Mm-hmm. But just choosing to let peace lead me in my decisions. And I think um, knowing that God holds the timing of when he releases peace and how he chooses to do it. And so, for example, relative to Uganda, we went for a specific reason um, to, well, there were many reasons, but one was to navigate some big decisions about um, what we might put our hand to as a, a ministry. And I just knew that if I was like, if I went over there, as soon as I hit the ground, it would be like a definitive yes or no. And and so many people said that to me, you're going to, as soon as you hit the ground in that nation, you're going to know yes or no. Mm-hmm. And then that absolutely did not happen f- for <laughs> me. And, uh, and so, so I was like willing to walk that out for months because I was like, well, as soon as I get there, it's going to be a yes or no. And so, um, Anyway, as as time went on and we were there and and I had time to process what I was seeing, what I was feeling, the Lord would I would just kind of test things with with the Lord like bringing before certain parts uh, of what I w- was feeling release for or desire for. And when I say test, I don't mean putting the Lord God to a test. I mean testing really um my own heart in a situation before the Lord in bringing him a scenario of, okay, Lord, I think that um, this is what you're saying. Like, yes, put put our hand to to this. And, and if I would have peace inside in that moment, then I would know that was from the Lord because you cannot, you cannot counterfeit the peace of the Lord, period. Or if there was not peace, then I could sift through and be like, all right, that's a desire that needs to be surrendered that doesn't line up with the Lord. Sage, <laughs> Sage has a lot to say about this. Right she does. Um, yes. And so I, I believe it'll be another episode that we get into this story about Uganda. Yeah. Because, wow, you just got to know what she's talking about, what she's getting at. Because this has been how many months? Has It started at the end of February. Yeah. February 23rd, I think. And so, and just talk about the Lord changing your plans. I mm-hmm. I think that the, the plans that the Lord put in my heart, that the Lord put in my heart for Entourage this year were just in January and early February, just mind-boggling and consuming in a great way. I had so many plans. And then then kind of got this Uganda curveball, um, and it just really halted a lot of things. And so I think I, I'm wearing – I never wear a watch, but I'm wearing a watch right now. I bought it at Walmart to take to Uganda, and then I left it at home, and that oh was not useful. <laughs> it's like a $5 watch from Walmart. But I put it on because I keep meaning to write with a marker on it um, from Psalm 31, my times are in your hand, mm. because we forget that time is just like a servant and instrument of the Lord. And we think that when He speaks something, it means like right now. And sometimes it does, but not always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it means bury it yeah. in the ground and right. let me bring the harvest I want. And so I don't have a great answer to your question other than it's just a constant it's a constant um, decision to be led in peace. And I think that there's a humility that comes with that because you want to be we all want to be beyond that. We all want to be self-sufficient in, mm-hmm. oh, I can I can operate in wisdom and make this crafty decision 
well, that got Eve into a lot of trouble, you know? <laughs> like, so we want to operate in peace and just um, own, not, not reading more into what the Lord has said than what He has said. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll talk more about that in a little bit. But, but anyway, yeah, being led forth in peace. And that's a promise for you. That's a promise for all who who believe mm-hmm. in, I think, no matter where you're at and listening today and in making decisions, let peace lead. Yeah. You don't want to be ahead of, you don't want to be ahead of the Lord and then trying to drag peace into a situation because that, it just doesn't work that way. So I think posturing yourself like that you are following the leader and the leader is peace. You are not the line leader. As my daughter, it's, my, it's like a big deal in elementary school to be the line leader in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. first grade. Yes. Like my like my girls are like, oh, my best friend was the line leader today. And I'm like, oh, are there perks with that? And they're like, no. But it's just, it's a big deal to get to be the leader. And so I think just knowing we are not the line leader, I'm not the line leader. So I'm learning to be a better follower of peace in the know and go of the season. Well, I love that um, we both go to Victory Life Durant, a local church here in Durant, and Pastor Dwayne just started a series on the mystery of the seed. So good. And he said on Sunday that God works in miracles. He does the miraculous, but you have to believe in the seed. You have to believe that everyday life is led by God's promises that you have to sow in the ground and daily, going back to that daily abiding um daily coming back to it that's how an oak tree grows that's how a plant grows yeah and so as miracles have a place in our life to secure our faith faith to help thrust us um oftentimes we don't even have faith in it like the five thousand versus the next time that god tries to perform this miracle but that daily abiding in him and trusting him is how our faith grows yeah and um we did Chispa Flower Garden last year, and I had to water, and Paige helped me a whole lot because Sage decided to be born July 9th last year, like in the middle of flower season. <laughs> and so we had to water with a water hose in the garden every day. And this year I said, let's do a garden, but we have to have a water system this time. But we still have to turn it on. And I think oh, about so that good. every day. I have to turn the water yes. on. Every single day for my plant to grow from a seed to a full-fledged plant that produces flowers. Yes. And that makes me think about the passage that commands us to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit um, is often um, compared to water in the New Testament, li- to living living water. And it is um, what what's in reference when he says you're going to have you know, living water inside of, of you. And so... Um, just like the surrender, like I talked about how sometimes we think, oh, we surrendered, so we're surrendered. It was a one-time event. No, it's a constant event. I think that being filled with the Holy Spirit is the same way. It is itself a constant place of surrender, but it's a daily decision to turn on that water source and to let it fill and water the parts. And um, so anyway, I hope that this episode, I know it's a little bit different. I hope it has ministered to you, ladies, as you've heard us to your uh, like if if you've been around kids, you can totally visualize what's going on. We are handing so many objects back and forth to yes. Sage, standing up, setting down, bouncing, and <laughs> and we're still dividing the Word of God. And so just use that as an encouragement that no matter the season you're in, the, there's space for the Lord and there's margin. He like 
knew that you were going to be and whatever. It may not look like a toddler in your life. It may look like something else. You may be on the opposite end where you're caring for a parent, but there's a space in a margin that there's grace for. And so don't count out that the Lord is sharpening you, that the Lord is refining you, and that the Lord wants to fill you with His Spirit just because it's a crazy season. It's in the craziest, most inconvenient seasons that the Lord wants to do the most miraculous work. Amen. Sage, do you have anything to say? <laughs> I think that's that, was, all. that was it. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, let me pray for you, ladies, and uh, and and please join us again uh, next week. Lord, I thank you for every woman that is listening. I pray that Father. You use this to water something inside of her. I thank you, God, that even as she listens, she remembers that she is not alone. God, for any woman that is listening that hears Sage's baby sounds and there's a longing within her for a life and she's not been able to have children, I just pray that you open open fertility and open wombs and um, and and let children come forth. God, for those who are trying listening who are trying to open their homes to adoption to foster care, we just we ask for um, those systems to come into place and for paperwork to be expedited. And we just thank you, God, that truly our times are in your hand. Um, we thank you, God, that yes, when we delight ourselves in you, you give us the desires of your heart, of our hearts, which are your heart. But God, you also, you decide the season that those desires are to come to pass. And so at the end of the day, the best thing, at the well, the beginning of this day that we can pray, God, is that our hearts be in line with yours in timing, in desire, in affection. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us, for shedding your blood, for the remission of our sins. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 